0: Welcome to the Level 3 Studios Podcast. This is Eric Schultek, and today we are talking with Mark Hyman, who is CEO of Ashley Talent International, or ATI. ATI is a music personal appearances agency for established acts and -and up-and-coming acts, basically a premier booking agency. Mark is pretty much a legend in the business. He's been doing this 50 years. Uh, He takes us through his humble beginnings at the William Morris Agency, where he started in the mailroom up to working for Premier Talent, which at the time was the number one agency in rock music. They were responsible for breaking bands like The Who, The Rolling Stones, and the first to bring The Beatles to the United States. One of his mentors being the late Frank Barcelona, who was the only booking agent to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mark Hyman is responsible for signing such huge acts like Journey, Quiet Riot, and The Romantics even booking Journey's first tour with ELO. Mark's tenure in the business can hardly be summarized in a quick introduction. I urge you to check out their site, www.ashleytalentinternationalllc.com, to learn more about the company or any interested bands looking to work with them. Instructions on how to get a hold of them is on the site. So let's get to today's conversation with Mark Hyman, CEO of Ashley Talent International. Welcome, everybody. This is Eric Schultek. Welcome to another edition of the Level 3 Studios podcast. Um, today's guest is Mr. Mark Hyman, CEO of Ashley Talent International, which is a, a booking agency service. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Eric. How are you? Absolutely wonderful, thanks. Um, I've been wanting Good. to have... Have them on the show uh, because they do some work with some um, artists that I do know, uh, (coughs) Narcotic Wasteland and uh, Lecherous Nocturne and Fractured Fairy Tales. But they've also been in the business a long time and have – and still work with um, established artists like Quiet Riot, King's X, Accept, Golden Earring, um, among others, but – um, Mark has been uh, in the industry for a, quite a long time And I thought he'd be a great guest to have on the show To to kind of tell us how the landscape of everything has changed And, uh, you know, for you young um, emerging artists out there What is the benefit of, uh, you know, working with a group um, Such as Ashley Talent International So, um, Mark, when exactly did you, you know, kind of break into the business And, and start this venture?
1: Uh, well- I started, uh, <laughs> I'm dating myself here, but I started about 50 years ago. Wow. Uh, I got rolling. Yeah, right. I'm older than dirt, you know? That's awesome. Um, but, uh, I started actually in the mailroom of the William Morris agency in New York city. I come from New Jersey originally and lived in New York for many years and, uh, worked, uh, In the years, but I learned uh, the trade, the program at William Morris was they put you in the mail room uh, and then after. Okay. Sure. role very early and there was at this same time uh, the number one rock agency in the world really it was Agency in rock and roll, amazing. And um, I got my my rock education uh, at the feet of this Frank Barcelona, who, incidentally, is the only booking agent in the industry to ever have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: Is that right? So that's incredible.
1: Yeah, that's true. You can check it out. Wow. And and he really taught me. My trade. Oh. And so, uh, That's impressive. You know, from there, um, it, the story is it's rather lengthy. That's all right. But uh, uh, from there, I, I, uh, I worked for Premier for many years, uh, uh, became a junior agent there. But then had temptations thrown at me financially for a great deal of money and became a buyer of entertainment for all the universities, the primary universities, um, for the most part east of the Mississippi. So I got an education as a buyer. That's a big deal. Jeez. Yeah, that was very valuable to me, and uh, from there I went back into being an agent, worked for a company called Associated, Associated Booking Corporation, which was the agency that brought along attractions like the Allman Brothers and Alice Cooper. And and had some, you know, tremendously successful clients of an older time, including uh, Louis Armstrong. And um, so I, you know, my education continued. I was a full agent there and uh, booked acts like the Allman Brothers and Alice Cooper. Uh, and from there, uh, through the years, I, I wound up moving out to California. One thing led to another and, uh, I got an offer to work for an agency in Los Angeles. Uh, it was known as the Heller Fischel Agency. Uh, so I moved to Los Angeles and went to work for a man who, (laughs) uh, at once very unique, (laughs) uh, extremely knowledgeable. Uh, His name was Jerry Heller. He's deceased uh, at this time, and um, Frank Barcelona, incidentally, is also deceased. May they both rest in peace. And Jerry was the agent who, uh, working with a, an agency out in California, then called CMA. Uh, Jerry uh, discovered a, a young singer, songwriter, piano player by the name of Elton John. Wow. And he brought Elton uh, over to the United States. And um, basically uh, was responsible for the part of the evolution of uh, Elton John's career, opened up his own agency and uh, hired me, and there were uh, a couple of other agents with this agency. Uh, And we represented bands like the Average White Band, the original Guess Who, and it was while I was working there that I into a nightclub one night. they proceed to totally electrify the audience. It was unbelievable. Huh. And I thought, Jesus, I I don't know who these guys are but I'm gonna find out real fast. Yeah. The VIP section in the Starwood had a doorway towards the stage that you could walk through if you were a VIP the security would stop anybody else. Yeah. And I was considered a VIP being an agent. And you could walk back into the dressing rooms, which were upstairs on top of the stage. So when the, the band had done their fifth encore, and the audience was <laughs> dripping wet and exhausted, yeah. I headed backstage and uh, and walked in with everybody drying off and, and uh, I said, who speaks for this band? And I hear from an ante room off of the dressing room going, is that another fucking (laughs) agent? And I'm like, what? You know, and this little... German tank of a guy yeah. comes out of the room and says, are you an agent? <laughs> and now I was beginning to know why there were no VIP people, <laughs> <laughs> agents, right?
0: right?
1: And I said, well, yeah, I am. I, 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 do you speak for the band? He said, yeah, I'm the manager, but you guys never offer anything. You're wasting my time. Get out of here. <laughs> and I said, well, wait a minute, you know? Like, can we talk a minute? Well, for the next twenty four hours I didn't let this guy out of my sight. Oh, you're kidding. No, <laughs> I'm I'm as serious as a heart attack. Awesome. And finally I I in the middle of the night, like four like three, four in the morning, I call Terry Heller, my boss, and I get him on the phone with this guy whose name was Walter Herbert but everybody called him Herbie Herbert. And and I convinced Jerry to sign the band and put them on a tour that we had going out with an English band called the Electric Light Orchestra. Oh,
0: wow. The E-o-o. band that I'm referring to is Journey. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the, wow. The Incredible. original Journey. The yeah.
1: Journey that had... You know Neil Schoen, and Ross Valery and Ainsley Dunbar. Uh, uh, you know the original four-piece band. Wow. This is not the you know the, the Journey that had all the mega monster hits, but they were still getting very popular.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And so that was uh, uh, how how certain questionable people uh, refer to it as making your bones. Yeah. That's how I made my bones. I signed Journey. Wow. And so um, things went very well at this agency, uh, but uh, those times were interesting times, to say the least, and everybody was uh, partying pretty hardy, and uh, one thing led to another and the agency started to kind of fall apart. So I met these folks uh, uh, that I knew from uh, Michigan. I met them at a conclave, a, a, a kind of a convention that takes place in L.A., which was run by, um, by Paul Starr, okay? And I met these people at their, uh, their get-together in Century City. And uh, with uh, Heller Fischel kind of falling to Hmm. Uh, their claim to fame at the time was that they represented the hottest live attraction in the business. Whose name is Ted Nugent? Wow, <laughs> Ted was a monster. Yeah. Okay. to the agency I had been with before Frank Barcelona's premier talent, okay? Mm. And the rest is history in terms of their success. I think everybody knows of the enormous success that Journey had. absolutely, And still maintains, you know? Um, anyhow, uh, I wound up with some trepidation moving from L.A. to Detroit, mm. expecting to land in a blizzard, <laughs> you know, and seeing people getting their throat cuts so right. the minute I walked off the plane. Yeah. And, and much to my surprise, I wound up falling in love with Michigan. Uh-huh. And, you know, being at DMA, I signed uh, some other bands. Uh, the first band that I signed um I knew their producer and he contacted me and said, look, I have this band and I think they're great. Why don't I fly out with their manager? Cause he was in LA and we sat down in my boss's office. My boss's name was Nick Harris, Um and, and he became an enormously successful agent. He was Ted Nugent's what we call a responsible agent. Now it should be stated here that all of the attractions that I'm, Yep, yep. You got. You got to have one person through whom all of your personal appearance business flows. You can have a personal manager as well. Obviously, many do, and you know and they're of course overseeing the career of the artist's recording career and public relations and television and all facets of the industry. The agent, the personal appearances agent, looks after nothing but. Okay. as it should be okay mm-hmm. uh so to kind of rewind the tape um uh this producer and this manager flew out uh we sat in my boss's office and we played the album that was about to come out uh on a subsidiary of columbia records which was called Yeah.
0: that's incredible that was probably what early 80s 84 Uh,
1: that was this was around 82 83 okay agent there uh, and and he actually brought me to a bowling alley to see the band yeah. in the bar and it was the Romantics and, uh, and they went on to become significantly successful as well uh, so these are some of the things that, that occurred in my evolution I'm still in Michigan I love it here um, you know Ashley Talent is all about Uh, blowing up new bands, uh, finding extraordinary new attractions, uh, and maintaining and improving the career of already established bands. Uh, And uh, it's been about 35 years since the experience that I just described with Quiet Riot occurred, and they are still my client to this day.
0: That's incredible. I mean you don't the longevity that you have in this business is very very impressive. I'm not sure how big I'm sure it's a small world, right? You probably have to know everyone in the business, probably knows each other, right? In a way.
1: Well, pretty much. I mean, it's a generalization to say that, but that's okay. That's not a critique. Um if you're I mean, if if you're in a certain position and you've been doing it as long as somebody like myself has been doing it, you're pretty familiar with all the people that count.
0: Sure. Sure. What was the experience like moving from the East Coast to the West Coast? Um, that that whole landscape change. I mean, obviously you had tremendous success moving over to the well, West Coast. Well, New York
1: is, you know, New York City is New York City. It's... Uh it's intense, and uh, I loved it for many years. But after a while, all of that creativity and energy level sort of turned into concrete and dog poop on the streets for me. Yeah, uh, yeah it was like I was caged in. Sure. And I just had to break out of that and, and get into an area that I could breathe when opportunity offered me, uh, you know, uh, to to locate to uh, L.A. And um, I like L.A. I like California well enough. Um, but I was pursuing a career and so I had a, I had to experience what I experienced and learn from it as best I could. Uh, and as other opportunities came my way I was fortunate enough to be able to pick and choose what direction I would take, which has led me to this point in my life. Um, I love what I do very much, and otherwise I wouldn't do it. Right, and. Um, So, you know, uh, I'm I'm an old man doing what he loves. I have some wonderful people on my staff. Andrea Roberts is one of them. She is uh, very, very skilled and has a fire in her belly for this business. And she's bringing in uh, attractions like uh, Narcotic Wasteland and and Pathology Yeah, I think what you're really thinking about is how the industry itself has changed landscape-wise.
0: That's exactly what uh, that's exactly what I wanted to get to because you've, I mean, your tenure is amazing and you've seen so much. Um, I, that's definitely on the top of my list of things I wanted to find out from you because I'm sure it's
1: radically yeah, different. Well, I thank you for the, the very generous comment, and, and and it it has changed radically. And that's all about the internet and social media um as everybody uh, an overused phrase is back in the day yeah. i hear that you yeah. know ad nauseum <laughs> back in the day you know that's right up there with awesome awesome <laughs> and back in the day yeah. you hear a lot of both okay and uh but i'm gonna and it went away. So really, um, the hits uh, and those that have withstood the test of time managed to succeed. Uh, But what's happened is the coin of the realm in the entertainment business, in, in the musical entertainment business, used to be the record deal. You know, that was the main thing you wanted to achieve. Get a great record deal, get on the radio, uh, get a reacting song where the public fell in love and it resonated with the public. They fell in love with the song and it became a success. And then you would make a considerable amount of money from the royalties from the sales of the record and the mechanical royalties from the, printing of the record uh and the performance uh revenue uh through the performance societies ASCAP, BMI and CSAC. Yep. Uh and and those revenue streams uh were very significant. Well what's happened is uh the the internet has made it possible to acquire that music without paying uh, the compensation for purchasing a commodity, which is, uh, you know, a CD,
0: yep. uh,
1: an album, a record, or whatever. I mean, although people still do purchase, uh, CDs, um, by far, it, the, the level of that has diminished. It used to be that you would, if you sold 50,000 units, uh, out of the box you might have a hit if you sold 500,000 units you would have a gold record um and if you sold a million you'd have a platinum record mm-hmm. uh, now if, if you sell 10,000 out of the box everybody gets excited yeah, okay sure, sure. It's, it's become devalued so um the internet has really made it uh a much more difficult uh, industry to succeed in, and the coin of the realm has changed from the record deal and become the personal appearances yep. industry, yep. which is what I do. I
0: was going to say and, that kind of would lead to a benefit for what you do because if a band is going to be successful, they're not selling records; they got a tour more, um, and you know, um, which is kind of what you what you specialize in. So right, yeah, that's kind of right. yourself I, up I was
1: fortunate to be in personal appearances because let's face it, you can't copy a personal appearance you're either there to witness it live or you're not and and therefore the internet uh, although they you know they broadcast uh, a lot of a lot of uh, videos of uh, various bands performing of course so um, that would be the most significant change that I think has taken place and that is the uh, the emphasis of the, the successful path uh, in music the commercial professional music uh, to be the stage show the live show rather than the record
0: mm, yeah so what would you say is something that, um, you know, an up-and-coming act um, needs to do to to get on your radar?
1: Well, that's a good question. Uh, we are very watchful. Uh, we're always on the lookout for the next hot thing. Uh, but we're a small agency. Um, the term used to be boutique agency. Right. Um, we don't really want two hundred attractions names on our roster. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, when I see that, unless unless it's like you know the William Morris Agency or one of those that have you know uh, oh, hundreds of agents uh, working the phones and booking the dates and so forth, um, I think it loses a certain personal involvement in the career client, and I think you've got to be, to a certain degree, personally involved. Hmm. So we select our clients very carefully. Um, we get pitched um, bands all the time. I'm People sure. come to us asking us to represent them, and we're fortunate enough, for the most part, to be able to pick and choose. But if we see something we like uh, a great deal, um, we'll pursue them. And uh, hopefully they'll come aboard. Not all do. Um, we've had clients that have been very successful and have chosen to leave the company and go with other agencies. And uh, that, that certainly occurs. Uh, and I, I look at it this way. Uh, if the time that we've shared with those particular clients has been successful and we've had a good run, and it's been financially rewarding and, and rewarding in terms of the music, then I'm fine. I have no problems. Uh, there's one or two bands through the years that have left the company, uh, and are now represented by people who are my friends, sure. uh, agents at other agencies or principals of agencies, <laughs> other agencies. And, um, uh, and that's fine. I mean, I speak to these people all the time. We put shows together uh, with one another. Um, you know, it's a it's a pretty innovative, creative, and, and for the most part, friendly business, although it does have its cutthroat moments. There's no question about it.
0: For sure. I just—it uh, sounds like such. You found your passion in life, and it's awesome to hear you speak about it uh, today. Because I can just tell uh, how much you care about it and and love doing what you do. Um, I'm sure that uh, you know, and that that comes across with some of your clients too um, that work with Andrea um, that that I know personally I have nothing but great things to say about about your company. Um,
1: well, we're very lucky. We have bands like Blackfoot. Uh, the Suite, of course, Quiet Riot, King's X, uh, a number of attractions, House of Lords, uh, Captain Beyond. They're wonderful. They're terrific performers, and we're honored to represent them.
0: So if you want to check out more um, about Ashley Talent International, you can check them out at www.ashleytalentinternationalllc.com. Did I get that right, Mark? That's correct. <laughs> yep. Name of the company, That's right? Awesome. Um so do you think do you think it's going to music in the scene? You mentioned the way it's different now. Do you see it changing anytime soon or is it too early to tell?
1: <laughs> um well there's some interesting things on the horizon. Stage hologram is oh, an right. exciting uh, phenomenon. You know that's that's evolving. So uh, there's some interesting things ahead. Um, hope I'm around to,
0: <laughs> to see them. Boy, would you uh, could you have ever imagined that? Yeah, you'd be talking about the hologram thing and live performances in your lifetime. I and mean, that's just amazing.
1: Uh, I think it's great.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: I'm a total believer in. You know, anything is possible. I am sure for all you Trekkie fans out there, if you're still around, that a day will come. I don't think I'll be around to see it, but a day will come when we will actually be able to beam down from one location to the other. I won't be upset because it'll put the airlines out of business. I can't think of a more worthy crowd.
0: Oh boy, are you right about that?
1: <laughs> well, I want to thank you very much for your time. No, I want to and thank I you, hope Mark. I've I could it's helpful to some of your uh, your listeners and the, the people that watch your show. And uh, wish you the very best of luck.
0: I appreciate uh, you being so candid with us, Mark. Um, all the best to you as well. All Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.